the Honeysuckle Podcast. <laughs> hey y'all, welcome back to the Honeysuckle Podcast. Today we have my friend, Dustin Cañas, who is joining us um, from sunny LA. I have known Dustin for quite some time, all the way back in my Alabama days to here in LA. I have watched him over the years grow and flourish into a brilliant and kind artist. He's a director, he's a manager, he's a leader, he's a partner. He is a business owner and Today, you guys get to enjoy a little bit of Dustin. He is so present in the moment, and one of the wonderful things that I love about Dustin is that his happiness and joy meets you where you are. He never tries to make you anything that you're not. He welcomes those who you know, may have questions or may need a little bit of encouragement. His laugh is infectious. His his grace is amazing. And his wit and style as a director is just beautiful. So sit back and relax. The next voices you'll hear will be Dustin and mine, and we are going to dive in and have a little fun today. So let's go. Dustin Kenya, right? You know what? I take I take so many different pronunciations. Yeah. So I grew up with the white way of say, saying oh. my name, uh-huh. which is Kenez, oh, yeah. which I guess my dad adopted when he went into the military. Oh. And then it wasn't until I was like older that I found out it's correctly pronounced Kanyas. Kanyas. Ooh. Because it has Love that 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 inye. Okay. That end comes with a tilde. Yeah. Okay, let's speak on it. So I go back and forth myself. Dustin is phenomenal. He is everything. Um, And when I say everything, I mean, he is a director. (laughs) He has run the stage. He has um, an entrepreneurial side to him. He's been in retail, which is huge. Um, he's a people person all around. He's a writer. It, it, what at all do you do? I, writing is what I do the least the of. Least. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only because my partner's a writer. Okay. So I get to like, be like, you do that. <laughs> God, what all do I do? So I started in theater uh-huh. and, um, I did, I started like in high school. Mm-hmm. I was stage managing, uh, and then I started sound designing, and then I was doing that in college. Mm-hmm. And in college is when I learned, like, oh, in high school I was actually more of an assistant director, yes. and this stage management stuff is management. <laughs> <laughs> and I came here for some art, <laughs> so that's when I realized, oh, what I'm wanting to be is a director. Mm-hmm. So then I transitioned into directing, um, and then I graduated, and I went on this weird like side trip of being a professional organizer mm-hmm. and being on a TV show. <laughs> And then that came to an end, and I got back into theater, and then opera. Mm -hmm. Um, I had done a lot of professional ballet as a stage manager as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we moved to L.A. and started doing the film game. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's a game, girl. It is. (laughs) You got to play the right moves at the right time. Right. With the right folk. (laughs) Right. You know what? 
I read this interview with Natalie Portman one time, and again, I'm going to talk about her a lot because I love that girl. But in this interview, she was saying, you know, unfortunately, it's not always about talent. It's about who you know and when you know them. Mm-hmm. She was like, a lot of talented people will never make it, mm-hmm. and a lot of not talented people will make it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And so that's why we're always talking about the hustle, because mm. the hustle is what we're least good at. Uh, like, I can create, 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 mm-hmm. but then it just sits on a website somewhere and no one sees it. Mm-hmm. So we, we're working on the hustle. I think you kind of figure out different things that you're really, really good at. Like, what in you allowed you to step into various different paths with confidence? Ooh. You know, I don't know that I necessarily stepped onto the path with confidence so much as, you know, uh, I always say I'm not good at the fake it till you make it. But um, but as you ask me this, I'm like, well, maybe I am. Because I never intended to be a stage manager, but I did really well in it. Mm-hmm. You know, you get in there, uh, and and it's, it's all climbing the ladder. You know, you start at the bottom. You have you you're assisting others who become your mentor, uh, and they like pull you up the ladder as they go up the ladder. Mm-hmm. You know, and then along the way, you kind of realize like, oh no, my trajectory actually needs to be over here, mm-hmm. and you make those adjustments. Is there a plan B for you? Oh yeah, my retail life is my plan, plan B. B. <laughs> but it, it seems like you're constantly involving in your plan A, but yeah. you still have your eye on the prize. Like what? I feel like you don't have like a distinct plan B. That's why I'm so attracted to you because no matter oh, what, you can books. That feels good to hear. <laughs> yeah. Because in my day to day, it doesn't feel that way. Uh. But I see you. I see yeah. you. Thank you. Because I feel like not necessarily. You don't have to. As long as you have your bills paid, I feel like yeah. that's its own thing. Uh huh. But I constantly see you creating. You have the Sidewalk Film Festival. That yeah. You go out and then you had you were on set with Chanel and Toby. Mm-hmm. Like you were ading a music video. So you have this. It's a multi-hyphenate, multi-faceted demeanor to you, and you always come correct. Like, no. You correct others. So <laughs> like, I feel like you were on your plan A, and okay. like you haven't really skipped. You haven't hopped over. Yeah. And so I was just curious. To see what you thought. I see. Thank you for that. That feels good. Sometimes I wish we could all see each other through, like, each other's eyes, uh, you know? Uh-huh. Um, like, my my daily hustle for getting the bills paid is that retail life. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of give myself that. Like, mm-hmm. this is just to pay my bills. Uh-huh. However, if all paths come to a dead end, I've still, like, built this side hustle mm-hmm. that can become the hustle. Um, but that said, if, if, if my life were just going to be retail, I would not live in Los Angeles, <laughs> you know, like, so that, that keeps the focus back on, on, on why I actually live here, which is to, to create and to assist others in creating, you know, my end game is to direct mm-hmm. film and television, um, and truthfully, like I miss doing theater. There's just not a very viable track Mm -hmm. to doing theater regularly and keeping a roof over your head Mm -hmm. um and so my end game would be like i've i I, i'm doing really well in the film television world and then i can like choose my own theater projects Mm -hmm. that i want to have done and get to do it just in full joy without Mm -hmm. you know worry or consideration for the compensation Mm -hmm. oh yeah and I 
I appreciate that. Good. Like, I really appreciate that. I think what I want to press upon the viewers as well is it's not necessarily a hustle. It's a purpose. Yeah. And obviously your purpose, um, you know, as you said, you were assisted directing, you know, that's a sort, certain mentorship and that's a certain service to the director mm -hmm. and to the audience and, you know, keeping theater alive and having a passion for it. That's a certain service to others. How did you develop a passion to serve others in such a, a brilliant light, but there's a lot of humility behind it? Like, Aww. where does that come Thank from? Thank you. I get that from my mom, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, but I, you know what? I get it from both of my parents. My dad continually falls into mentorship positions. Uh -huh. Like, uh, he's a police officer, but like he trains the SWAT team, and uh, yeah. like he, 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 he does a lot with training, mm -hmm. and always has. Um, and my mother was a teacher, uh, and before that, she did lots of, of like work that was also in in service to something. She was. The secretary at our church for years and she worked at a nursing home for a few years so I very much have inherited it from them but like for me it's always about the people you know like you get invested in people uh, sometimes more than the project um, and ensuring that people are doing well my first job when I moved to LA was at anthropology uh, I was I was a manager there, and then I after a year I left there and I went to Restoration Hardware, and it was really hard for me doing that change, mm -hmm. because at Anthropology all of my employees were like twenty something girls, most of who were whom were either in college or had just gotten out, mm -hmm. and a big part of my job, even though it's not like what Anthropology would say is my job, was like mentoring these girls. Mm -hmm not just about like how to sell a damn blouse but like you know but how to be a person and how to how to operate in service and then but then they come to you and they're like hey i need a recommendation letter for grad school or i have to find an apartment i don't even know how that process works mm -hmm. or you know um i love this job but like i got this degree in marketing can you like coach me through this interview like things like that and that is what I loved so much about that job. Mm -hmm. And then when I went to RH, like everyone was like my age or older and they weren't needing mentorship. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard for me yeah. for months because it was oh, just wow. like, like that, that 40 hours a week is like purposeless. Mm -hmm. It is just about like acquiring money for a corporation. Mm -hmm. And it was real painful for me. I think all of us are put on this earth to be a service of some kind. Mm -hmm. And it's, the hardest for those people who don't realize that, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I think we're lucky in a sense to mm -hmm. experience those painful moments where you're not allowed or um, not in an environment to blossom that yep. way to be of service and to recognize it. So, like, kudos to you. Thank for you. finding that out. <laughs> Although it may have been painful, <laughs> it had a purpose. Yeah. It had a purpose. Well, and if, if you know, I... It was a, a blessing in that I was like, that is now something I know I need in my life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't want to go from this job to like some other similar situation exactly. where I'll continue to find like that, that discontentment. What would you like to work on? Are there any current shows or any 
things that you have in your mind that you would like books that you would want to direct interesting interesting i mean we're watching shows all the time that i would like i would kill to direct on this my favorite tv show at the moment is fleabag Mm. love me some fleabag i love like the the I'm going to say theatrical convention that it uses. Have you seen it yet? I haven't. Watch, watch, watch. Okay. Season two okay. is where it's at. I love season one, uh-huh. um, but season two is like a little spark. Um, and uh, my f- one of my favorite TV shows ever is this uh, Australian comedy called Please Like Me. It's about this like awkward gay kid who's like realizing he's gay um, at the same time that his like manic mother has uh made a suicide attempt (laughs) i know it sounds so heavy but like it's dealt with uh with like a very light hand there's a lot of humor like just like through life like there's humor through these situations Mm -hmm. you know it's not just uh trauma drama the whole time you know (laughs) like sad things happen but people are resilient and you know, they use their humor to get through it. Yeah. Uh, those are two of my favorite shows. You know what show I loved? What's that? Ugh, Louie. Ooh, I've seen advertising for that, but I haven't. Like, then he got, like, all sucked into, I mean, sucked into, initiated things that threw him into the Me Too movement. And it's wonderful that, like, that light was cast mm-hmm. and, and no one else has to be subject to that situation. Um, but, uh, I just, I really loved his show and it like set in this very unique situation of like, it had like this absurdist element, um, but also at times could be so grounded. Um, and I just liked that balance that he worked with, but I'm kind of all over the place too. in that like, like those are all like very earnest and uh, Mm -hmm. grounded, but like I'd. I'm all down to do a Stranger Things. Let's roll. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. um, uh, I can get behind it. lots of, uh, of styles. Uh-huh. Um, so long as I'm, like, invested in the people. Yeah. What's your style and genre that you're leaning towards? Everything. So everything I've been directing, my partner has written. Mm-hmm. So all of our work in tandem is always about, like, um, outcasts. Yeah, like, uh, we're both gay from the South. I'm biracial. Mm -hmm. Um, So we kind of, we understand what it is to be on the outside. Uh, So everything we do is about, like, uh, an awkward outsider who oftentimes, like, it's, like, a very huge moment for them, whatever's happening in, in the story, but it's not actually something you and I would be, like, that's a huge moment. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, some, it's some minor thing to us that is, like, earth-shattering to them. Hey, you. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Are you enjoying this? I think you are. And I think I caught you smiling or laughing a little bit. That's what I did um, during the conversation that I had with Dustin. It was so amazing to hear him open up about his journey and being realistic about the process. It was beautiful to see that he gains inspiration from, you know, current content and just 
creating with a force that he holds inside of him and never losing sight of what the journey could be. And he still has excitement and just an eagerness to learn and absorb and be around other creatives. And isn't that beautiful? It intrigues me to no end. <laughs> uh, to kind of take a look at my environment around me, at the tools that I have, and perhaps the tools that I need to develop and just figure out how I can make my lemonade. <laughs> I think that's what the conversation with Dustin encouraged me to do. And to also make sure that I find joy in it. Because isn't that what life is all about? Smiling a little when it's hard. Laughing a little when we need to. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. And I want us all to remember to find joy. So the next piece of our discussion is all about that. Exploring, getting to that happy place and commanding our happiness. So. I hope that you find a little bit of joy in this next phase of our conversation. Talk to me a little bit about the causes. You've already highlighted a little bit yeah. about you know, the outcasts in your stories. How do you make that align with everything you do to make sure that it has a purpose and a cause? You know, I don't know that I, I sit and think of it as having a purpose and a cause. I remember in college, um, like, you know, these very, like, uh, 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 socially aware people would like come into the, the program and they'd be like, I want to do political theater. And I remember my directing professor was like, and what does that mean? And they couldn't answer it. And she goes, everything you direct will be political. Like it will have a message and a statement. You know, you, you don't have to define that you're doing political theater. Um, so, and I guess that's kind of the mantra I've carried with me. Like, if, if I'm telling this story about, like, this weirdo, uh, <laughs> for lack of a better word, um, like, it will resonate with someone. Some aspect of this story will ring true to them and they'll feel seen, and they'll feel heard. Um, you know, we have some pieces that are a little more uh, clear on, on what they're trying to say, or at least a little more clear about what vein they're in. We have one one piece. It was originally a play that we produced multiple times, and then we made a short that I would love to remake. Um, but it's called The Sister Twins, and it's about these two sisters um, who uh, their mother died when they were very young, and they're very odd, uh, these two women. And uh, their father has always been the same. He's very meticulous, and every, every, every day is almost the same day. And on this day... He woke up and he shaved off his mustache and went to went out for the day to work and they find out and it like destroys their world and it, you, you find you learn all this stuff about how they've been trying to keep mother's spirit alive even though they were really little when she passed and they wear mother's clothing and they spray mother's perfume and they do all of these things that mother would have done for father and as the play goes on you begin to realize they're trying to hide who they are from father 
because they're actually two boys or now oh. now two men and they've they they've been hiding this and they him shaving the mustache somehow reveals to them that he knows or it breaks their ability to keep up the facade wow that's amazing and so like that's the thing you found and i was talking about this the other day in your directing is empathy you've been able to place yourself in certain situations or what have you draw from your own experience and relate to other people Mm -hmm. which i looked at a lot of reels you know and Sometimes I'm like, there's no empathy in here. Yeah. This is human. Uh-huh. So, and now we're in this culture where it's like, you know, what's real anymore? Uh, right? <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Um, is that something you have to work at or is it natural? It's like- actually something I have to work against. Oh. Not because it's like a problem, but because I can create these things that are all just emotion and not like ah. strong enough in the narrative mm. and and like we <laughs> we have this weird little film that <laughs> i love it mm-hmm. and i i had a rough cut of it that's pretty close to what the finished product is and my partner came home and i showed it to him and he burst out laughing and he goes this is the weirdest thing i've ever seen and i like got so hurt by it like i wasn't mad or but it was just like it makes such sense to me mm-hmm. i don't see where it needs anything else like i follow this i think it's one of my structurally like strongest pieces i feel like you feel the act breaks like it's so clear to me but i it's just me it, but apparently to others <laughs> that that is gone <laughs> i love this i love this mm. well yeah well so how are you working to effectively find that balance in your work um Steven and I have a, a, a habit of just like diving into a project mm-hmm. and um, we kind of had, a, we're in that process of editing a sequel to a web series we made. The first web series, the first film project we ever did was this weird thing called The Ladies Downstairs and we shot a sequel to it a little over a year ago um, and we've been in and out of editing it. Um, but something I was realizing with him, I was like, we always get to this point and go, this needs voiceover. <laughs> I'm like, so we need to focus on the next project to write it, film it, edit it in such a way that we don't have to, or we don't feel like we have to come in after the fact and give it voiceover. Mm-hmm. Um, even if we still decide to do it because it's the uh, a better choice or a stronger choice or we prefer the choice, mm-hmm. but to feel like, you know, it, we don't have, it's, it's not this like uh, band-aid that we we pull out and put on awesome that's really cool how is it working with your partner so we've been together for 13 years this month so we've had a lot of time to figure out what does and doesn't work i mean with like it, it can still be contentious but it can also like for every for every you know con i could give to it i can give a phenomenal pro um we've done really well at for the most part, having a balance between mm-hmm. what is creative life and what is personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that was the hardest one to learn mm-hmm. and took a, took years mm-hmm. to learn. Um, 
you know, and we've both kind of learned what our strengths are. Like, I'm really good on all of the creative things, but I'm not really good at, like, the making sure uh, festival submissions are done and filled out and completed correctly or responding to all the emails, like, all of that kind of stuff. I get overwhelmed by, and I'm like, uh, I'll deal with it later. Like, <laughs> but I can edit all night, yeah. you know. Uh, I'll film all day and all night. Mm-hmm. It, like, I, I, I'll pull sound for hours, like possible soundtrack options. Like, I'll like edit. I'll build our website for like days on end. I'm happy to do all of those creative things. Mm-hmm. Um, and between the two of us, I'm the more technologically like astute one Mm -hmm. so like it works out um but just kind of like accepting the balances there it can get hard though because like i'll be like killing myself on this edit and i'm like here come watch this and see what you think and he's like well what if this move there and that came over here and i'm like you don't understand like that's not like easy so if it it, it's one thing if you really think that's the right thing but if it's just because you're kind of like yeah maybe like nah as writers tend to do that yeah (laughs) And I'm like, I just, I, this was hard. <laughs> I feel you. But I learned that with him yeah. on writing too. Like, I, we have learned. Yeah. Like, I'm all about the business. I'm like, let's get to it. I have to, and I'm better about it with actors than I am with him because he's my spouse. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the like the compliment sandwich. Mm-hmm. This was phenomenal. On this take, let's, you know, let's do this thing. Make sure you turn it this moment. Um, but uh, but but this other part was perfection. Don't change a thing. Like the compliment sandwich. Yeah. Good thing, fixed thing, good thing. Yeah. With him, he'll get, he'll bring me a script. I'll read it. I'm like, okay. So on page three, she said um, <laughs> but I think she needs to say ah. Like you know, and I get right to like the things that I think need work. And I've told him, and we're, we've both gotten better. But like I'm like, if I don't give you a note on it, it's because I think it is perfect. And I don't think it needs to be touched. I don't want you to touch it. Mm-hmm. If I give you a note, it's because like that's the that's the thing that needs a tweak mm-hmm. to make all of it perfect, mm-hmm. you know. And I just presume that my love and admiration of it is known and understood. Mm-hmm. But he needs to hear it. Wow. <laughs> so this is. I feel like you found two things: your creative soulmate and your yeah. actual soulmate. Mm-hmm. So. Talk a little bit about that journey. Yeah. Um, it's funny because we're kind of at this point where we've kind of realized like all of the film projects we've done are very, it, they're not that they're not in my voice, mm-hmm. but they're very Steven's voice. Um, like these aren't ne- always necessarily characters that I would choose to create and portray or it's, or the scenario is not a, a, a story I would, you know, be like, I have to tell that story. Sometimes, and some of them are. Um, uh, he likes really, like, uh, I, I don't want it to sound negative, but, like, goofier characters yeah. than I tend to go for, which I think I can be overly earnest as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that gives us a good balance, but the pendulum, in my opinion, has swung too far into his, his realm and needs to find a little equilibrium, yeah. you know? And um, we tend to do things that you laugh at, not laugh with maybe Mm -hmm. um like like you know you laugh at the twins Mm -hmm. freaking out over dad shaving his mustache Mm -hmm. and i like that i want you to laugh at them and ideally your journey is you're laughing at them you're laughing at them oh wait what you're crying for them Mm -hmm. 
that's the journey I want you to have with it. I don't know if you do. Um, but trying to figure out how to bring that pendulum back to the center so that they're, they're characters that we both feel mm-hmm. more so represent us. Are you mm. manifesting? Do you meditate? I don't meditate. I mm-hmm. consider it mm-hmm. and never actually do it. Why not? I don't know. It's time that I have a bad back. Uh-huh. So like that time I'm like, well, I'll do yoga. Uh, Which can be like uh, that, that kind of a moment. It depends on like what headspace I get into. I'm bad to get into a, this is a workout headspace, uh, which uh, it's certainly like an upper, but it it's, doesn't give like my, my mind that time to like, like work through anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it would be good for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I can get so caught up in just this moment mm-hmm. instead of like a bigger portrait yeah. of what this moment is or what the n- upcoming moments are going to be. Yeah. Is it, what are you working through now? What do you mean working through? Like anything mentally in your headspace that you want to work on? Um, I feel like I need to put more focus on my creative work than I have been. Um, I had told you earlier I got a job promotion, and I've been very focused on, on like, it's, it's impending. It mm-hmm. starts in a week. Mm-hmm. So, like, focused on, like, getting that ball up and rolling. Yeah. Um, and I'm just trying to remind myself to not let that become muscle memory yeah. of, like, this is my pace now with this. And it's just like, no, this is me just like getting up on the ride Mm -hmm. and then the ride's going to be chill and I can focus on this other thing again. Um, So, yeah. How do you use your network to make sure that they kind of, I feel like with Chanel and I, we're each other's accountability partners. And so like whatever she has, like, we like have business meetings. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you can get this done however it needs to be. So, like, how does your network work with you being accountable to your creativity? Well, Stephen and I have each other. Mm. And so, like, you know, we both, uh, we've been laughing at it because we both got butt hurt by two different projects we're each doing. So, the, sh- the, the web series I'm editing mm. that we'd already shot, I got butt hurt by because we showed it to the actors in it. And, and they gave me notes that I knew, but I didn't want to believe the notes. Uh, but I knew them, and I should have just executed the notes before I even showed it to them. Um, but I found this like beautiful like other situation out of it, and now my ball's rolling on that again. And then Steven got butt hurt on this pilot that he <laughs> that he had like he's really like been through the ringer on this. Mm-hmm. It has been like so many different iterations and and he's it's it's so good and it will get picked up. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt in my mind of it. But he just has to get through like we think just one more round of like revisions and edits and it'll be there. Mm-hmm. But he's like, it, it has been so many getting there. Because, like, it was a, a screenplay, and then it was a pilot, and then it was a different screenplay, and then it's been, like, five different pilots. Um, and a lot has changed across that, but they've all been good changes. Yeah. Um, so he's working on that. So we keep each He's on me about doing the editing. I'm on him about doing the revisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one. Uh, the second one is Toby and Chanel. Whenever we cross paths with them, what are you working on? When can I see it? What's the timeline? Yeah. Um, so, uh, like, aside from them just being, like, phenomenal, like, people in our lives who we love to see, they're also phenomenal, like, collaborators and, and artistic uh, 
mirror holders. <laughs> uh, and then a bunch of my coworkers, like it's, it's LA. So all, almost all of my coworkers are a creative of one kind or another. Um, so four of us now have agreed that we're going to do this once a month. We exchange something creative we've been working on for that month. Um, so one of them, he already submitted he to the group a pilot. So I need to go read that. I'm overdue on that. But then I also need to figure out how much of my web series I'm going to export for them to see the draft of. Um, so yeah, so those are, those are the three big ones I have right now as far as like accountability. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I need it. I need the accountability. And I know that about myself. Um, Cause I don't know. I, I also, I get with Steven and I'm like, we also have to live life. I'm like, one, we won't have anything to create about if we don't have experience. And two, like, I don't think this will be the avenue, but the avenue could be that nothing comes to fruition. Like, we're just those people that Natalie Portman mentioned who have talent but never met the right people at the right time. I don't think that's what's going to happen. But if it did, I want to be able to look back on my time in L.A. and say, I had so much fun. Like, you know, the road swerved, this ma- I made this hard right turn I didn't expect, and that's okay, because I have this beautiful story from that. Mm-hmm. Not just, I went there, and I busted my ass, and nothing came of it, <laughs> and now I'm here. <laughs> well, I have to say that you, I mean, you have accomplished a pretty good deal of stuff. Well, thank you. Yeah, so, I mean, what's your inspiration? Oh, that's a hard one. I just feel the impetus to create. And I don't even think of it as I need to create. Like I hear people talk like that and I'm like, I don't think like that. But like, you know, uh, it, so uh, we moved from Birmingham to Pittsburgh for a couple of years for Stephen to go to grad school. Um, and I would get so irritated while he was in grad school because he would write these scripts and then someone like a like an undergrad would direct it and sometimes another grad student would direct it but I get so irritated with what he would tell me they were doing in rehearsals and all of all and I was like no that's not how it's supposed to be why don't they get it they they, they just don't get or he would get he would get like notes on the script and I'd be like no those notes those notes are crap don't listen to those like just just let me do it (laughs) um and it's just like a, I think it's just a passion for beautiful storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like I'm a good like verbal storyteller, like uh, like 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 what I admire in other people who I think are good storytellers. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this is my format mm-hmm. for telling stories, and I know I have a knack at it. Like you know, I may not be Martin Scorsese. I don't really care if I am or not. <laughs> but like, I know like what the skills are that I have, and I know like you, you I know what's in my toolbox, uh, and and I like to use my tools. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I am Dustin Kanyas. I am happy. I am fun loving. I am a creative. I am a storyteller. I am a business owner. Ooh. I am a friend. I am a mentor.
um, I am, um, <laughs> easily irritable, um, and I am also quick to laugh. <laughs> um, I feel like there should be more. I am always desiring to be carefree. <laughs> um, and I want to repeat, I am happy. I love you. I am so grateful for you. Thank you. Well, please tell everybody where they can find you. Yes. So uh, um, uh, our production company is sadalpacaproductions.com. Um, and we're Sad Alpaca Productions on everything, YouTube, Vimeo, uh, Instagram. And then I'm uh, at Dustin Kinez on Instagram and Twitter. And don't even try to Facebook me. I ain't doing that. I quit that during the last presidential campaign. Cause I was like, I smell some bullshit. And guess what? It was some bullshit. Hey, Honeysuckle listeners, thank you so much for coming back to our sweet spot, the Honeysuckle Podcast. Today, I want to make sure and encourage you all to register to vote. How can you do it? From your home. <laughs> you can log on to www.vote.org. Make sure you're registered. If you're not, it's a couple of clicks away to make sure that you can vote in the upcoming elections in that very special one that happens in November. In addition to registering to vote, it is very, very important to fill out this year's, yes, the 2020 census. You must make sure that you and your family are counted. In order to fill out the census, it's quite easy. All you have to do is log on to census.gov. There, you'll find some great resources and also come to understand that the census impacts so much from our benefits to healthcare to the future of our children. So please make sure you fill out these very, very important things. You can do it in less than 30 minutes and it's quite easy to do. Thank you again for tuning in to the Honeysuckle Podcast. We'll see you next time at our sweet spot. Love you all.